stars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Hey people, this is uh, Flat Black Plastic on MutinyRadio.fm. Enjoy. Sunny Mission District.
travel with him And you want to travel blind And you think maybe you'll trust him For he's touched your perfect body with his mind
Don't turn on the lights You can read their address by the moon And you won't make me jealous If I hear that they sweeten your night We weren't lovers like that And besides it would still be alright
such a pretty one I see you've gone and changed your name again And just when I climb this whole Black Plastic on the Muni Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, Dot FM. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. And gentlemen, Vincent Price. This Mr. Vincent Price. Most of the cuisines of the world are based on readily available local foods. France, for instance, uses the egg to thicken sauces, lift her souffles, and make her omelets. Mexico's cuisine is based on corn. It makes her tortillas, the basis for virtually every Mexican meal. I have always enjoyed the colorful, fresh meals of Mexico. Every Mexican housewife is an innovator, and the food changes character from state to state. Lately, Americans have become more familiar with the great variety of Mexican foods. There is, however, a stand selling tacos or burritos on almost every corner in America, and that, unfortunately, has provided the only introduction that many people have had to Mexican cookery. That's about as reasonable as judging American cuisine by her junk food or, God forbid, her frozen TV dinners. There are subtleties in Mexican cookery lost to us because of our preconceived notions about their cuisine. I will try to emphasize the lighter aspects of Mexican cookery. The sauces and peppers don't really have to be too fiery, and the beans, when handled properly, are not all that unappealing. Fresh fruits are used in abundance, and don't forget the avocado. Avocado are used in abundance, and don't forget the avocado, a glorious green fruit that is a virtual signature of Mexican. The stories of the street are mine, the Spanish voices laugh. Cadillacs go creeping now through the night in poison gas. And I lean from my windowsill in this old hotel I chose. Yes, one hand on my suicide, one hand on the road. I know you've heard it's over now When war must surely come The cities, they are broken half And the 
across the sea, her hair the gold that gold can be. Are you teacher of the heart? Yes, but not for thee. I met a man who lost his mind in some lost place. I had to find. Follow me, the wise man said. But he walked behind. Hospital where none was sick and none was well. When at night the nurses left, I could not walk at all. Morning came and then came noon. Dinner time, a scalpel blade lay beside my silver spoon. Some girls wander by mistake into the mess that scalpels make. Are you the teachers of my heart? We teach old hearts to break. One morning I woke up alone. The hospital and the nurse is gone. Have I carved enough, my lord? Child, you are a bone. I ate and ate and ate. No, I did not miss a plate. Well. How much do these suppers cost? We'll take it out in hate. I spent my hatred every place on every work on every face. Someone gave me wishes and I wished for an embrace. Several girls embraced me then. I was embraced by men. Is my passion perfect? No, do it once again. I was strong. I knew the words of every song. Did my singing please you? No, the words you sang were wrong. Who is it whom I address? Who takes down what I confess? Are you the teachers of my heart? We teach old hearts to rest. All teachers are my lessons done. I cannot do another one. They laughed and laughed and said. Child, are your lessons done? Are your lessons done? Are your lessons done? I can't bear to even think of a Mexican meal that doesn't begin with a huge bowl of guacamole. That love. That lovely green chilled sauce has myriads of admirers all over the Americas, and even in England now, too. One of my favorite Mexican hors d'oeuvres is nachos. They are crisply fried tortilla chips with cheese melted on them and bowls of guacamole and salsa fresca to dip them in. It's a perfect beginning for a meal. And it goes delightfully with margaritas, a Mexican cocktail made with tequila. Tequila. A Mexican cocktail made with tequila. The nachos are also lovely with a sangria bianca, a version of the familiar red sangria, but made with white wine. For my guacamole, I first chop an onion in my blender with a sprig of cilantro using the water method. Cilantro is Mexican parsley. While the chopped onion drains, I peel and seed three large, ripe avocados. When I buy avocados, I look for ones that yield to gentle pressure. 
There is an easy way to peel an avocado, too. I cut them in half lengthwise all around the seed and then unscrew the two halves, pull the avocado apart. I then take a large tablespoon or serving spoon and cupping the fruit in my hand, use the spoon to scoop out the meat from the shell. This works best if the avocado is somewhat soft, but not too soft. It's much easier than pulling off the tough skin bit by bit. I then mash the avocado in a glass bowl with a silver fork. And while I am mashing the avocado, I add a tablespoon of lime juice to keep it from turning brown. I then peel and seed two tomatoes and chop them up. Stir the tomatoes and onion into the mashed avocado. I then add half a cup of sour cream and a small can of diced Ortega chilies. I always feel a teaspoon of spiced salt and one of granulated pepper accentuates the avocado's flavor too. A one-half teaspoon of chili powder and a minced garlic clove can be added if you feel adventurous. If you have asbestos taste buds and will feel slighted without a bit of fire, add a diced jalapeno chili. <laughs> be ready to call the fire department for they are hot, hot, hot. I combine the ingredients, mixing them well, and then cover the guacamole tightly.
To make the nachos, I usually buy a bag of fried tortilla strips. If the tortilla strips are unavailable, I generally use some sort of corn or taco chip. I then grate a cup of yellow cheese, oh, like a mild cheddar, and a cup of Monterey Jack. I then line a baking sheet with foil and put down a layer of the chips. I sprinkle the cheese on generously and bake the nachos for six to eight minutes at 400 degrees. These should be served without any delay so that the hot chips can contrast against the cooled guacamole and the salsa fresca. Salsa fresca is also easy to make and very rewarding. It's great on the chips as well as a convenient dressing for many things. Try it on a cheese omelet some morning. Bliss and rapture. And it'll wake you up, too. To make a salsa fresca, peel, seed, and chop four tomatoes. Chop an onion and a bell pepper in the blender. Mix together the chopped tomato, onion, and pepper in a bowl. And then add a can of diced Ortega chilies and a minced jalapeno. I then pour in a cup of bottled taco sauce and stir everything up and cover it in the refrigerator. The salsa is much better several days after its creation. If you are a chilento lover, a teaspoonful or a tablespoonful, if you like it, of the chopped up chilento adds an assertive and authentic Mexican note. When I serve the nachos, the guacamole, and the salsa fresca, I use Mexican pottery bowls for the salsa and the guacamole. And a large straw basket is a great container for the nachos. These all make a, a lovely and a sprightly appetizer. Most of us think of Mexican food as heavy, but I'm out to parade the delicacy of her cuisine. When I remember memorable Mexican meals, I always drift back to a meal I had in Acapulco once that was a, a milestone for my education in Mexican cuisine. We had delicate enchiladas filled with chicken breasts, cream cheese, Monterey Jack cheese, and chilies and almonds and a light green chili sauce covered everything, and it was devastating, believe me, a dish that indelibly etched itself into my mind. I have watched the Mexican ladies make tortillas. It's a fascinating sight, but I buy mine. They're available virtually everywhere. They should be softened before they are used. Now, I heat about one inch of oil in a frying pan, and when it starts to bubble slightly, I dip the tortillas into it one at a time and pull them out as soon as I can. This softens them and coats them with oil so that the edges won't dry out while they bake. Enchiladas can take many forms. They can be folded, stacked, or rolled. I like them best rolled. I poach two chicken breasts in water with a tablespoon of minced onions for about one and a half hours. I allow them to cool in the stock and then skin and bone them. I break the meat into shreds with my hands. Then I grate 16 ounces of jack cheese and mix it with eight ounces of softened cream cheese. I stir together the shredded chicken and the cheeses and add a half a cup of chopped almonds and a drained can of sliced black olives. 
I then chop three green onions and stir this in. I divide this mixture between the 12 tortillas and roll them up and lay them seam side down in a baking dish. Then we make a sauce to bake them in. I chop a bell pepper in the blender using the water method. I mix the chopped bell pepper with a half a cup of sour cream and a cup of green taco sauce or green chili sauce. I pour this over the enchiladas and sprinkle them heavily with more grated jack cheese and sliced olives. These can be made ahead and refrigerated or baked at once at 375 degrees for 40 minutes. I serve these with extra bowls of sour cream and guacamole and a casserole of arroz a la mexicana. the flat black plastic show coming to you directly live from the mission district on mutiny radio dot fm please keep listening I'll sing a song, a rollicky song as I roll along my way With a hateridy and a dairy-dye doing a riddle-dee-diddle-dee-day After the tale of Robin Hood and of his merry men He's like you are not like to see in all the world again His bow was long, his arm was strong, and his heart was good and true Well did he fight to gain the right 
And so I pray, may you. This is the story of the famous outlaw Robin Hood. Robin, known as Robin Fitzsooth, and his father Hugh Fitzsooth, were famous throughout the English realm as master bowmen. They had had many hours of practice hunting in the forest for their good master, the Earl of Huntingdon. Their skill was now to be brought to the supreme test against the evil and cunning sheriff of Nottingham's men. The sheriff was despised by the people for collecting unjust taxes, whilst good King Richard was away on the Holy Crusades. The place of the test was to be a grand tournament at Nottingham, with the finest archers in all England present. at Nottingham Fair of our new sheriff's hirelings beware oh since they levy a tax on thy chattels elsewhere they may here tax thy bow and thine arrow ah. it's Susan is that will tax the sheriff aye they'll help to bring his bullies down a peg the final match will be shot at a distance of 100 20 paces. The remaining archers are Robin Fitzhooth of Huntington. father and the sheriff's archer hit the bullseye, but Robin's arrow split the shaft of the other and he became receiver of the queen's prize. Good bowman, come forward and receive this golden arrow as your reward. In a gesture of true devotion, Robin presented the golden arrow to the queen's lady, Marion. I've tidings to tell, and new songs as well, of the wonders I've seen far and wide. But if you'd hear a tale from Alan Dale, you must first drop a penny inside. Oh, Robin, who was called Fitzsooth, is dwelling in the wood. His coat is changed to Lincoln Green, and his name to Robin Hood. K-Billy Super Sounds of the 70s Weekend just keeps on coming with this little ditty that reached up to 21 in May of 1970. The George Baker Selection, K-Billy Super Sounds of the 70s Weekend just keeps on coming with this little ditty that reached up to 21 in May of 1970. The George Baker Selection, Little Green Bag. Thank you. 
Turn the beat around, but you've heard "Turn the Beat Around" by Vicky Sue Robinson, "Heaven on the Seventh Floor," "La Freak" by Sheik, "Fly Robin Fly" by The Silver Connection, and now number five. When you hold me in your arms so tight, you let me know everything's alright. Sweet as 
Why you hate to watch another tired man lay down his hand like he was giving up the holy game of poker. And while he talks his dreams to sleep, you notice there's a highway that is curling up like smoke above his shoulder. It's curling just like smoke above his shoulder. You tell him to come in, sit down, but something makes you turn around. The door is open, you can't close your shelter. You try the handle of the road, it opens. Do not be afraid, it's you, my love, you who are the stranger. It is you, my love, you who are the stranger. Well, I've been waiting, I was sure we'd meet between the trains we're waiting for. I think it's time to board another. Please understand, I never had a secret chart to get me to the heart of this or any other matter. Well, he talks like this, you don't know what he's after. When he speaks like this, you don't know what he's after. Let's meet tomorrow if you choose upon the shore Beneath the bridge that they are building on some endless river Then he leaves the platform for the sleeping car that's warm You realize he's only advertising one more shelter And it comes to you, he never was a stranger And you say, okay, the bridge or someplace later And then sweeping up the jokers that he left behind, you find he did not leave you very much, not even laughter. Like any dealer, he was watching for the car that is so high and wild, he'll never need to deal another. He was just some Joseph looking for a manger. He was just some Joseph looking for a manger. Sill, he'll say one day you caused his will to weaken with your love and warmth and shelter. And then taking from his wallet an old schedule of trains, he'll say, I told you when I came I was a stranger. I told you when I came I was a stranger. I told you when I came I was a stranger. All the sisters of mercy, they are not departed or gone. They were waiting for me when I thought that I just can't go on. And they brought me their comfort and later they brought me this song.
Billy's Super Sounds of the 70s continues. You just heard The World is a Ghetto by War and Billy Don't Be a Hero by Bull Donaldson and the Haywoods. And if you're the 12th caller, you'll win two tickets to the Monster Truck Extravaganza being held tonight at the Carson Fairgrounds, featuring Big Daddy Don Bodine's truck, The Behemoth. The 12th caller wins on the station where the 70s survived. K-B-I-L-L-Y. Oh, I got you! Uh-huh, uh, you thought I didn't see you now, didn't you? Uh-huh, uh, you tried to sneak by me now, didn't you? Uh-huh, uh, now give me what you promised me. Give it here, come on!
just give it up. Come on, give it up. the Flat Black Plastic Show on Mutiny Radio dot FM
Joe Egan and Jerry Rafferty were a duo known as Steeler's Wheel when they recorded this Dylan-esque pop bubblegum favorite from April of 1974. That reached up to number five as K-Billy Super Sounds of the 70s continues. What happens if the manager won't give you the diamonds? When you're dealing with a store like this, they're insured up the ass. 
They're not supposed to give you any resistance whatsoever. If you get a customer or an employee who thinks she's Charles Bronson, take the butt of your gun and smash their nose in. Drops him right to the floor. Everyone jumps. He falls down screaming, blood squirts out of his nose. Freaks everybody out. Nobody says fucking shit after that. You might get some bitch talk shit to you. But give her a look like you're gonna smash her in the face next. Watch her shut the fuck up. <laughs> now, if it's a manager, that's a different story. The managers know better than to fuck around. So if you get one that's giving you static, he probably thinks he's a real cowboy, so you gotta break that son of a bitch in two. If you wanna know something he won't tell you, cut off one of his fingers, the little one. Then tell him his thumb's next. After that, I'll tell you if he wears ladies' underwear. I'm hungry. Let's get a taco. That Let's get a taco. That was the Partridge Family's Doesn't Somebody Want to Be Wanted, followed by Edison Lighthouse's Love Grows Where My Rosemary Goes, as K-Billy's Super Sounds of the 70s Weekend just keeps on trucking. Call me in the morning, woo. Ain't there nothing you can dig? I say, woo. 
In the K-B-I-L-L-Y, home of rock. In the sea, once upon a time, oh my best beloved, there was a whale, and he ate fishes. He ate the starfish, and the garfish, and the crab, and the dab, and the place, and the dace, and the skate, and his mate, and the mackerel, and the pickerel, and the really, truly, twirly, whirly eel. All the fishes in all the sea he ate with his mouth so, till at last there was only one small fish left in all the sea. And he was a little stute fish, and he swam just a little behind the whale's right ear, so as to be out of harm's way. Then the whale stood up on his tail and said, I'm hungry. And the small stute fish said in a small, stute voice, Noble and generous cetacean, have you ever tasted man? No, said the whale. What is it like? Nice, said the small, stute fish. Nice, but nubbly. Then fetch me some, said the whale. And he made the sea froth up with his tail. One at a time is enough, said the stute fish. If you swim to latitude 50 north, longitude 40 west, that's magic, you will find, sitting on a raft in the middle of the sea, with nothing on but a pair of blue canvas breeches, a pair of suspenders, oh, you must not forget the suspenders, best beloved, and a jackknife, one shipwrecked mariner who, it is only fair to tell you, is a man of infinite resource and sagacity. So the whale swam and swam to latitude 50 north, longitude 40 west, as fast as he could swim. And on a raft in the middle of the sea, with nothing to wear except a pair of blue canvas bridges, a pair of suspenders, you must particularly remember the suspenders, best beloved, and a jackknife, he found one single solitary shipwrecked mariner trailing his toes in the water. He had his mummy's leave to paddle or else he never would have done it because he was a man of infinite resource and sagacity. Then the whale opened his mouth back and back and back till it nearly touched his tail and he swallowed the shipwrecked mariner and the raft he was sitting on in his blue canvas breeches and the suspenders, which you must not forget, and the jackknife. He swallowed them all down into his warm, dark inside cupboards. And then he smacked his lips so and turned around three times on his tail. But. As soon as the mariner, who was a man of infinite resource and sagacity, found himself truly inside the whale's warm, dark inside cupboards, he stumped and he jumped and he thumped and he bumped and he pranced and he danced and he banged and he clanged and he hit and he bit and he leaped and he creaked and he prowled and he howled and he hopped and he dropped and he cried and he sighed and he crawled and he bawled and he stepped and he leapt and he danced hornpipes where he shouldn't. Oh, and the whale felt most unhappy indeed. Have you forgotten the suspenders? So he said to the stute fish, This man is very lovely, and besides, he's making me hiccup. 
What shall I do? Tell him to come out, said the stute fish. So the whale called down his own throat to the shipwrecked mariner. Come out! Come out and behave yourself! I've got the hiccups! Nay, nay, said the mariner. Not so, but far otherwise. Take me to be natal shore on the white cliffs of Albion and I'll think about it. And he began to dance more than ever. You'd better take him home, said the stute fish to the whale. I ought to have warned you that he is a man of infinite resource and sagacity. So the whale swam and swam and swam with both his flippers and his tail as hard as he could for the hiccups. And at last he saw the mariner's natal shore and the white cliffs of Albion. And he rushed halfway up the beach and opened his mouth wide and wide and wide and said, Change here for Winchester, Ashelot, Nashua, Keene, and stations on the Fitchburg Road. And just as he said, Fitch, the mariner walked right out of his mouth. But while the whale had been swimming, the mariner, who was indeed a person of infinite resource and sagacity, had taken his jackknife and cut up the raft into a little square grating, all running crisscross, and he tied it firm with his suspenders. <laughs> now you know why you were not to forget the suspenders. And he dragged that grating good and tight into the whale's throat, and there it stuck. Then he recited the following sloka, which if you've not heard it, I will now proceed to relate. By means of a grating, I have stopped your eating. For the mariner, he was also a Hibernian. And he stepped out on the shingle and went home to his mother, who had given him leave to trail his toes in the water. And he married and lived happily ever afterwards. And so did the whale. But from that day on, the grating in his throat, which he could neither cough up nor swallow down, prevented him from eating anything except very, very small fish. And that is the reason why whales nowadays never eat men or boys or little girls. Oh, the small fish hid himself in the mud under the dorsals of the equator. He was afraid the whale might be angry with him. And that is the end of that tale.